0: Hello and welcome to N of One, where a multi viewed perspective on health is brought to light for anyone that wants to help change the world one fraction at a time by simply helping themselves first. This is intended for educational purposes only and any change to your diet, exercise, supplements or medication needs to be assessed by a licensed physician. And this is the ABCs of CBD part two. So on the first part, we ended up going over the basics of cannabis and the differences between what makes cannabis hemp and what makes cannabis marijuana. We went over some stigmas, we went over what is supplementation, what does it mean to supplement CBD in your life? And in this episode, we're gonna dive a little bit further. And the special part of this is that we're actually gonna understand our body's innate ability to heal itself. And that is through the endocannabinoid system. So the first part we're gonna touch upon, again, just to go in a little bit more depth, is supplementation. Last episode, I emphasized that it's a tool. It's a strategy that we use in order to accomplish a goal. Whether that's optimal health, whether that's gonna be a bulking strength, whether it be for your neurocognitive function for you to memorize better or to perform better, We do things in our life with supplements, getting chiropractic adjustments, acupuncture, exercise, nutrition, getting in sunlight, taking care of your mental health. We focus on the triad, right? The physical, the chemical, and the emotional things that make us who we are. They describe the environment that we're in, and it describes how our body, our internal environment interacts with the external environment and that's when we get what we consider to be health or not health you know there's going to be a spectrum in between all that and depending on where we are in the strategies that we utilize there are different things that we can use those tools those strategies the supplements chiropractic acupuncture massage uh, exercise nutrition mental health sunlight getting outside with your environment all these different things that you can do are just all strategies and the one confusing thing that can happen with uh, either the layperson or even the person who is knowledgeable, who is going through school, is that even though we have all these tools and strategies to utilize to make ourselves better and to help the world, you also have to realize that the individuality of people also exists, right? So you do have research articles, you do have people, you know, hopefully, sincerely doing their best job in order to figure out how do these supplements work with their body, how do they work with certain people, whether it be personality, body type, uh, learning styles, all these different factors can come into play and it will all change. Like for example, whether or not you have proper sunlight exposure, you're in tune with your environment, you have good physical, chemical and emotional health, and how those supplements interact with your body so in other words what i want to try to express is that we need to look at the finite details but we also need the ability to work with the science and create the art that is medicine on whatever spectrum that you want to speak of and make sure that you take a step back and you look at the person and that you're treating the person And while I'm speaking about this, if you guys have any questions about your supplements, uh, what you're doing as different strategies to help take care of yourself to figure out, is that the best thing for you? Or is the thing that you saw on Instagram, Facebook, or what you heard from a friend that's working for them, is it actually gonna work for you? There are general things, and if you guys listen to the pilot episode of End of One, that's what I discuss, is that there are general things that can work for maybe 50, 60, 70, 80% of people, but what what about the 20%? What about the 10% of people who feel stuck, who don't understand why everyone around them is getting better, but they are not? So I encourage you to keep learning things like this podcast and Learn from people in your environment, whether it be another medical doctor, chiropractor, acupuncturist, massage therapist, midwife, all these people who are very knowledgeable and they have experience with other people. You need to get into contact with them in order to find the best solution for you to figure out whether or not that supplement, that strategy, that tool that you want to use and implement in your life is going to help you or not. So just as a quick review, we're gonna switch gears and we're gonna focus on what we talked about on the last episode in order to move forward. So we already explained before that the body has an innate capability to create homeostasis, to provide healing, and the the whole bit in order to make us who we are and to thrive and to survive and all the things that come along with it. We have our endocannabinoid system. Endo, meaning within, that our body already has originally. Cannabinoid, like we talked about in cannabis, there was over 100 and approximately 113 identified cannabinoids. An example of uh, of a cannabinoid is going to be THC, CBD. Those are different types of cannabinoids. So we have our endocannabinoid system. The system of cannabinoids, THC, CBD, things of the sort that are already within our body that created a system in order to make sure that there is homeostasis in order for the body to achieve what it needs to do. Other words for the same thing is gonna be harmony, homeostasis. Many people will use the word balance for homeostasis. But it doesn't necessarily encompass what homeostasis really means. Homeostasis is not going to be that there's equal parts, like 50% on one side, 50% on the other side, because our body doesn't work like that. It's nonlinear, and nothing in life is linear. It's it, There's all these multifactorial processes that happen at once. So it could be that there is 1,000 you know we'll just say pounds just for or neurotransmitters hormones whatever you want to say on the left side and there could be on the right side one that actually makes everything balance, and that's the type of balance i'm trying to allude to and trying to help create a better picture when i talk about homeostasis and especially when we talk about the endocannabinoid system because how our body keeps homeostasis is going to be through body temperature, fluid balance, make sure that we're hydrated properly, and that we, as human beings and an organism, that we are gonna be the most energy efficient possible. Okay, so I'm gonna stop with all that because you're probably thinking, okay, Helloie, how does this fit in with this whole cannabis, CBD, hemp, marijuana endocannabinoid system something within our body homeostasis how does this all how does this all fit in and i'm going to tell you right now because the endocannabinoid system encompasses almost every single part of our body anatomically and it permeates through all physiological systems So if you can imagine like the circulatory system, the digestive system, the nervous system, things of the sort, I want you to imagine an umbrella, the endocannabinoid system umbrella that would cover all of those pieces, all of those systems helps create harmony in between them. Okay, the endocannabinoid system. Is going to be found in the central nervous system so when i say central nervous system you need to think your brain and your spinal cord your peripheral nervous system so everything outside your spinal cord your glands your immune cells organs connective tissue and your skin so now that homeostasis that i was referring to I metaphorically I want you to think of it as like a switchboard or how there's going to be like a dimmer switch on certain things and the endocannabinoid system is able to control that dimmer switch on different systems and to make the interaction between the systems different so I want you to think of your sleep your appetite perception of pain regulation of inflammation memory and mood so I briefly just want to go over what we talked about last time when I was speaking about the CB1 and CB2 receptors So when you think CB1, I want you to think mainly central nervous system, so your brain and your spinal cord, even though some are found in the periphery like in other organs. But when you think CB1, just think brain and spinal cord, just for simplicity's sake. And then CB2 is going to be outside of that and also in your skin. So I just want to have a helpful reminder that we're not even talking about CBD, marijuana, hemp we're talking about what our body already has so don't forget about that because it's going to be very important for you to understand what we have in our body first before you understand what CBD oil THC does so three parts to the endocannabinoid system okay we have the endocannabinoids so the part that communicates with the endocannabinoid system then we have our enzymes then we have our receptors, right? So we need a sender, someone to send the message, to send that letter, we need a receiver as well. You can't just send one out without actually receiving something. The two main endocannabinoids are going to be the anandamide, which we talked about before with like the runner's high, doing an exercise that you enjoy, meditation, yoga, those are the things that it's usually associated with. And another little buzzword that people use is Bliss. That's kind of like the feeling that people will get. It's kind of like, you know, that blissful feeling, satisfaction with doing something that is physical and you have that enjoyment along with it. So, the other one is going to be called 2AG. There's a scientific name to it, but I'm just going to leave that. The side for right now because it's not really important i want you to grasp the bigger picture because honestly everything that i talk about you can go ahead and research by yourself i'm just trying to help give the overall broad picture with some details along with it so those main two endocannabinoids that our system already has is going to be the anandamide and 2ag that 2ag i want you to think about uh, appetite pain response and immune system those are typically the characteristics that you will find surrounding that and we talked about enzymes and so enzyme is going to be a type of protein and that protein is going to allow a reaction to happen faster because technically the reaction can happen but i think remembering from biochemistry Um, There's reactions that could take thousands of years or even more without an enzyme, some type of catalyst in order for a reaction to occur at a very, very fast pace. So we have enzymes in our endocannabinoid system that are going to be able to recycle the endocannabinoids once they're done. So we already have a system in place to take care of the endocannabinoids that are no longer in use, okay? So the really cool part that we need to get into that is very exciting and why it makes the endocannabinoid system so special is because of a few things. The first thing that I'm going to talk about is plasticity. So if you've ever heard about neuroplasticity, those are the changes that our brain can make when damaged, when learning, all these different things that our brain can do in order to change to to you know the internal and external environment that's plasticity anything that's plastic can change shape change form right so if you talk about stroke and people learning to walk again things of the sort that is neuroplasticity now there is a plastic or the plasticity of the endocannabinoid system and its influence on the nervous system and how this is gonna happen is by the neurons communicating with each other so in order for a reaction to happen like a movement a thought or a reflex there needs to be a message sent from point a to point b in the neuron and there is a synapse there is a gap in between point a and point b when there's an electronic signal sent down part a there's a message that gets sent across with a neurotransmitter then part b receives it and typically when you learn about this process it's always linear always point a to point b but how and why the endocannabinoid system is so cool is that it switches this it makes it so that b can respond to a it can change the outcoming message that goes down part B in order to create a different action. The reason why this is so important is because we have 100 billion, like B as in boy 100 billion neurons in the human nervous system. Okay. Each of which receives 10,000 synapses. Okay now you have to know as well there is roughly 100 neurotransmitters so like dopamine acetylcholine all these different ways to communicate right okay 100 but we have 1000 neurotransmitter receptors something doesn't seem to be matching up and this helps explain through the endocannabinoid system, why our body can use one type of messenger, have the endocannabinoid system switch it, and then the interpretation, so to say, of that message gets changed. Another way to think of this is going to be referring back to the same exact systems that we were referring to before. Remember, we talked about sleep, appetite, pain perception, inflammation, memory, mood. Those are the different things that can be modulated, changed, dimmer switched, whatever metaphor or word you wanna use, hopefully by now you understand that main concept and how it can regulate that. So the last two things I'm gonna mention, but I'm not going to go into detail because it's probably not worth it to go this in depth. But if you're interested in some of the science in it, And you want to do some more research, I want you to look up how different patterns of electrical activity within the presynaptic neurons. So we talked about the like the string, like A to B that A part, that portion is going to determine the final outcome of the neurotransmitter expression. So the last part that I'm gonna talk about so you can do some more research in order for you to find more information if you're really interested about this whole science-y part of it, is that I want you to Google activity-dependent neurotransmitter system, okay? This helps explain The manner in which the endocannabinoid system works. So, a few other things that you're gonna find if you end up Googling this is gonna be the regulation of transcription, right? It's gonna be the idea that there's gonna be a type of regulation of which neurotransmitter is going to be expressed. And that all has to deal and intermix with the endocannabinoid system, different things with plasticity and how our nervous system will end up communicating with each other. So, this is the end of the episode. And we talked about a whole ton of stuff. So let's just do a brief review, okay? We at the beginning, we talked about the importance of supplementation, getting care in different realms, chiropractic, acupuncture, massage, exercise, nutrition, getting in sunlight, taking care of your mental health, and knowing that there's all these tools and strategies to accomplish your goal, right? Because all those different things that I just mentioned are different ways of how you buy your own health insurance, right? Those are the things that keep you healthy keep you going keep you thriving not just surviving okay then we talked about different parts of the endocannabinoid system we did a brief review about what it encompasses where are the receptors in our body which we know it's practically everywhere in our nervous system in our brain in our spinal cord in our organs in our connective tissue in our skin organs immune cells our glands we talked about homeostasis and what that really means it's not just a balance it's not like you know a teeter-totter there's 50 pounds on one side 50 pounds the other side bam balance no it doesn't have to be that way it's whatever it needs to be in order to have the proper body temperature fluid um, hydration status in order for you to be the best you you can be and to be the most energy efficient individual possible. Then we talked about different parts of the endocannabinoid system, the endocannabinoids, the enzymes and the receptors to it. Then we talked about some science stuff and about why learning about CBD, hemp, marijuana, and why it teaches us about the like the the craziness that is our body especially with our nervous system with the stats that i just told you about about how like 100 billion neurons and we don't there's 100 neurotransmitters and there's 1000 neurotransmitter receivers where where does that match up this helps explain what our body does in what our endocannabinoid system does in order to regulate all the rest of the systems in our body you guys i honestly had a great time talking about this today i cannot wait until i do the next episode i'm getting very excited because this has helped explaining a lot more things about what has been happening to our bodies than many other subjects studied and this is a great way because guess what like i just said before we're only talking about what our body already has and i cannot wait until we learn more about what's going to happen when cbd gets into the game you guys keep healthy especially during this time keep going water exercise mental health physical chemical emotional all those things if you need help get help right because if you don't love yourself how are you going to love anyone else so you guys this is N of one signing out